Section 41 of Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr and Mrs William Platt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 38 Muckle Mowed Meg The Scott family was very powerful on the border in the days of Queen Elizabeth, the bravest and strongest of them being the bold Lord of Buccleuch. His name is often mentioned in border history, and so is that of another Scot, old Wat Scott of Harden. He was a fit man for these wild times, being both brave and canny. He married a beautiful border lass, the Flower of Yarrow, and it is surprising how many able men have descended from this marriage. Not only did Sir Walter Scott and Robert Louis Stevenson claim descent from this fine old freebooter, his daughter Maggie married Gilbert Elliot of Stobbs, nicknamed Gibbie with the Golden Garters, and from them were descended George Augustus Elliot, Lord Heathfield, famous for his splendid defence of Gibraltar, worthy of the best border traditions, and also the Elliots of Minto, who have twice been viceroys of India, once late in the 18th century and once early in the 20th century. One of the sons of Scott of Harden came perilously near to finding out how far his neck was capable of carrying the weight of his body. It was late in Queen Elizabeth's reign, and King James the Sixth of Scotland was extra anxious to live at peace with England, for he expected now very soon to be king over both countries. So he told his warden, the bold Buccleuch, to restrain the wild Scotch freebooters, and you may imagine that the order was little to their liking. Young Willie Scott, Scott of Harden's son, quickly determined that cattle he must steal anyhow. He was his father's son, and did not his father once say as he gazed longingly at a fine English haystack, if only ye'd got four legs, haystack, you would not be standing there. So, as Willie Scott was forbidden to steal English cattle, he decided to steal Scotch. Sir Gideon Murray of Ellibank Castle was an old enemy of the Scott family, having once been told off to punish them for some audacious act of theirs. And Sir Gideon had some cattle that would make any borderer's mouth water, and his arm itch to drive them home. So Willie and a few boon companions started off one night for Ellibank. But a warning voice had reached Sir Gideon, and Willie received a warm reception and was taken prisoner. He lay in the castle dungeon all night, reflecting on the folly of being caught, and fully expecting to be hanged very early next morning, perhaps without even his breakfast, to comfort him. But early on the fatal morning, Lady Murray startled her husband by asking him if he really meant to hang Willie Scott. He looked at her as if she were mad. Of course, what else was there to do? Then she unfolded her scheme. She had a very plain-looking daughter, known as Mucklemoud Meg, or Margaret, with the extremely large mouth. Young Scott was handsome and of good family, and poor Meg would never again have such a chance of getting a good husband. Why not release Willie Scott if only he would marry Mucklemoud Meg? They were men of action in those days, and the priest was instantly sent for. Then, all being ready, the prisoner was brought forth. He was shown, on the one hand, the priest and the girl. 
and on the other hand the tree and the noose, and was asked to take his choice. His first proud feeling was that he would be mocked at if he married such a girl on such terms, and he walked bravely towards the rope, but the nearer he got to it, the uglier it looked. He had to confess to himself that it was not at all a comfortable-looking rope. He had a nasty feeling round his neck from merely looking at it, and thought it would probably feel worse when it got round his throat. Then he looked at the girl. She certainly was not as beautiful as his mother, the lovely flower of yarrow, and a borderer loved a beautiful wife. But if he hanged, he would have no wife at all. Then he suggested that he should have three days to think it over, but Murray said no. Neither priest nor noose was prepared to wait. He must decide at once. Then he looked again at Meg and saw a kind glance in her eye. She felt sorry for the handsome young fellow. Then he knew she had a good heart, and that decided the matter. He went up and kissed her with a good grace, and the priest married them straight away. Afterwards, he became Sir William Scott, and an important man on the border. And best of all, Meg proved to be a real good wife to him, and he never regretted the day when he elected to suffer the knot to be tied by the priest instead of by the hangman. End of section 41